0: Hey guys, my name is Major, this is Darshan, and today we're going to talk about three marketing mistakes pharmacists make with medical marijuana products. Yeah, this is going to be really interesting, Major, because
1: everyone has been sort of dealing with medical marijuana. They've been excited about medical marijuana, but they've sort of realized that there is it isn't as much of a um, Wild Wild West scenario as people thought.
0: So we're going to. No, talk, by the way, I'm this is part two of a of, of a two part series that we're just doing right now. So part one was uh, does it make sense for pharmacists to get into medical marijuana, and today three marketing mistakes pharmacists can make with medical marijuana. You're listening to the Gavel and Pestle Podcast with Darshan Kulkarni. The Gavel and Pestle Podcast, where the law of the land intersects with the business of pharmacy.
1: Hey, this is Darshan. Just before uh, you listen to the podcast, make sure you remember, this is not legal advice. This is also not medical advice and um, it's not construction advice. So don't take construction advice from me. Also, this does not create an attorney-client relationship. So don't be saying that I just gave you legal advice again. Talk to a lawyer who knows you that can give you advice that's right for you. Thanks again. Keep listening. We'll talk soon. Yeah. So so let's talk about number one. Number one is some people believe that since it's medical marijuana, it's somehow exempt from federal requirements because each state is regulating it, and that is simply not true. Just because um, a state is regulating something does not mean that the federal government does not or cannot regulate it. And this is especially true around marketing of medical marijuana.
0: So So we're talking about legalization versus, what was the other, uh, the enforcement?
1: uh, legalization versus decriminalization, but that's not even the area we're getting into. This oh, okay. Is, uh, legalization versus decriminalization really goes to the use of it. What we're talking about here is there There have been uh, medical marijuana uh, growers, I guess, and companies that have sort of been getting into and claiming things like, this uh, strain has anti-cancer properties. And that is often based on a small study that may not actually stand up to any kind of scrutiny. People have been sort of doing it. That gets us back into the the time of, like, snake oil. And right. the, the FDA was not happy about that. And people... Uh, I When I gave this talk a few weeks ago at uh, in Pennsylvania, there was this idea, and these were questions, actually, where, um, well, is a... Um, can the federal government even intervene? Because if it's being done within state lines... The federal government can absolutely intervene if you are advertising your product in a, in a non-compliant way.
0: So, Darshan, I'm going to stop you there. I really need to say that this is, it's really impressive that, that, was it last week or two weeks ago, you gave the first presentation for medical marijuana to pharmacists and physicians, right?
1: For, uh, first live one in
0: Pennsylvania first live to one. get them
1: trained, correct.
0: To, to, to train to actually on the path to being able to dispense, to use prescribe, or not prescribe, recommend.
1: Correct. Correct. So we did that, and that was really interesting, really exciting. Uh, lots of moving parts, but
0: we got- I say that because first, it's a pretty significant milestone like for that to happen for the first live presentation, and Darshan was that presenter.
1: Yeah, it was me and, and three others, but yeah, absolutely. It was, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, we we talked about everything from um, what is the legal authority associated with it, what are the opportunities, what is some of the historical issues, uh, and how does one go about doing it? We had someone coming in, come in from Minnesota talk about their experiences with it. Um, so it, it was a really really great talk.
0: Um, Did anybody have any questions about marketing? Like uh, because because like um, for example, uh, how do you put ads together for it, or or what do you say to customers? Or patients?
1: So that sort of came up in the context of the types of conversations we were having. So some of them were like, well, it's medical marijuana, right? So we can say whatever we want. Um, <laughs>
0: right.
1: And that's not quite right. The <laughs> FDA still has authority. So the first thing you have to remember is that it is not exempt from, from FDA authorities. The second mistake that most people's, people are making, and this is sort of what the impetus for this podcast was, is that p- people are trying to wing it. So... For example, Pennsylvania law specifically says that advertising has to comply with federal advertising requirements. I I work in that area, I've written book chapters on this stuff, and I can tell you it's extremely complicated. And this is the basis on which pharma companies have paid multi-billion dollar fines. So when you see people trying to wing it, people trying to do it wrong, you need to understand that pharma companies spend millions and millions of dollars trying to make sure the ads are right. And they have to meet things like fair balance requirements. They have to have someone from a legal board, uh, legal area, someone from a regulatory area, someone from a clinical area, all reviewing this stuff. It's called an MLR board or PRC, a promotional review committee, looking at this stuff.
0: What you're really saying is if you see somebody trying to wing the marketing efforts for medical marijuana, you're seeing somebody who really hates money.
1: (laughs) Uh, you're seeing someone who's who might be inaccurate and someone okay, who might be right. making mistakes, and you don't want to be in that situation where you're claiming things that will come back to bite you. Uh, right. And the reason I say that time.
0: is is that you would have some sort of regulatory uh, attention exactly being drawn right. to you if you were if you were trying to wing it. So there are exactly. certain guidelines to follow.
1: Yes, and I would strongly recommend that you use someone who actually has the appropriate background because this is not something a typical corporate lawyer should be doing this is not something that a typical um i mean i mean like i said i i do fda regulatory law this is a thing by itself um you need to understand all the moving pieces and unless you're looking at this stuff every day unless you're looking at this Every single moment, you you're gonna miss things, and that's gonna come back to bite you. Remember, we're, marijuana is not legal. It is in many cases is decriminalized, but just because the FDA is choosing to ignore it, just because the DOJ is choosing to ignore it, doesn't mean that they can't come after you if they choose to. And there are so, those situations.
0: So, so your recommendation and is is to have somebody with regulatory experience in this area. Approach your marketing efforts, approach your marketing campaigns, and actually review the content that you're trying to put out, just to make sure that it, you know it's a CYA.
1: Exactly right, and 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 typically a CYA is is seen as this. Oh, uh, we're just dotting our eyes and crossing our t's. This is not one of those situations. CYA, is, it would typically be an insurance type of idea, but in this case, the risk is too high. I would be I would be very very careful. Um, because again, you're working in an area where the Department of Justice is is actively not happy with um, with marijuana with medical marijuana. They've been considering this and we could, we are gonna do another podcast very soon about what is the status the legal status of medical marijuana. Uh, so stay tuned for that one as well. but um, they, the DOJ is actively sort of trying to figure out, how they want to handle it. Jeff Sessions is actively trying to handle it. The Trump administration is trying to figure out how to handle it. So if you are interested as a pharmacist about managing this, uh, make sure you are help guiding your growers, you're helping guide your pharmacy in making the right claims. So the third piece. So just to recap. Yeah. Oh, that
0: was the third one. Okay. What was the first one?
1: The first one was, again, people thinking that they are exempt, that uh, advertisements for medical marijuana are exempt. The second Mm -hmm. one is people trying to wing it. The third one is that from an FDA perspective, there are three types of ads. And now anything you do is a variant of these three types of ads. There's the disease awareness ad, there's a the product awareness ad, and there's a the product claim ad. And each one of those is treated differently. Depending on if you do it right, a disease awareness ad and a product awareness ad are not even regulated by the FDA. They're technically regulated by the FTC. But you see people who try to go take it one step further, they think that they're trying to be smart, and you land up suddenly becoming a product claim ad, which absolutely has FDA jurisdiction on it, and if done appropriately, can be extremely problematic. So here's a and, question for you. yeah.
0: Uh, so so the FDA recognizes three different types of ads: disease awareness, product awareness, and product claim. But what about disease awareness or disease claims? Is that? Can you say, oh, uh, this ad is just a disease claim. You you have no jurisdiction over this, is, or is that just not so, even a thing?
1: So, a disease awareness would simply be something like, uh, do you have cancer?
0: I'm sorry, that- disease claim. Like, is that, <laughs> but, <laughs> our but, disease does this.
1: What does that mean, though? Give me an example. What are you thinking about?
0: I was, I was just, you know, it's, it's so you have product awareness ads, product claim. You have right. disease awareness ads, but you have no disease claims.
1: So, because because a product, so a disease awareness simply says, uh, "Talk to your, uh, do you have a shaky leg?" That's all it says. Then a product awareness ad is really about um, this drug. Uh, no Paxil. Uh, Paxil is used for. Uh, well, they won't say anything about what it's used for. They'll just put the name out there. That's all a product awareness ad is. So, disease awareness is simply saying there's a disease. A product okay. awareness is simply saying there's a product. The moment you connect both of those, that's a product claim. So you're saying Paxil, which we spoke about before, helps with shaky leg syndrome. Okay. And that that is that connection, and that's a product claim, and that's what the FDA has jurisdiction over.
0: So there are no such things as uh, there is no such thing as a disease claim ad.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what the disease would claim to do
0: there's <laughs> no positive quality anyway
1: <laughs> exactly um, and to the extent it, it would do something bad that would simply be a disease awareness ad um, but th- those are, and we at the Kulkarni Law Firm always try to make sure that we leave you with one more than you wanted so we try to give back more than you're expecting so we talked about three marketing mistakes here's a fourth one just in case so we talked about marketing mistakes but there are exemptions to that things like scientific discussions things like off-label communications There are exemptions to marketing, to to being able to market compliantly. Um, But those are, again, very, very complicated, and you need to talk to an attorney who understands that stuff. Without the right guidance, you're just asking to be like a DOJ bullseye, a Department of Justice bullseye, and you don't want to have that. But there are exemptions. Um, Keep that in mind. Uh, You may be able to have certain guidance and be able to say things you want to say, but, again, you need to have the appropriate level of support the appropriate level level of guidance for it um, so that's what we have for today for this uh, podcast stay tuned the
0: three marketing talk... mistakes of pharmacists yeah. so so today today we talked about three marketing mistakes pharmacists make with medical marijuana products just to summarize number one um, some people believe medical marijuana is exempt from federal requirements that's just not true number two pharmacists trying to wing the advertising, advertising. and number three understanding that there are three types of ads and Darshan there was a fourth one yep wasn't there
1: Yep, the fourth one was talking about just the exemptions and this idea that, yes, the FDA believes that these are all the three major ways of doing things. However, the FDA recognizes that sometimes the FDA has no jurisdiction. And when does that happen? And that's when you have to reach out to an expert to understand how that applies to you. So, again, feel free to reach out to us at the Kilkarni Law Firm. We're happy to help. We're happy to guide. Uh, but, yeah, if you're, if you're getting into medical marijuana... Make sure that you are promoting in a compliant way. We're going to be talking soon about uh, the status and the legality of medical marijuana. So stay tuned for that talk.
0: Thanks, guys. My name is Major. This is Darshan. Reach out to us at uh, com. That's the website. It's K-U-L-K-A-R-N-I LawFirm.com. And on Twitter at Kulkarni Law firm. Have a good day.
1: Take care. Hey, this is Darshan thanks for listening in I really want to talk to you reach out to me on Twitter I'm at at FDA lawyers you can also find me on LinkedIn at Darshan Kukarni and if you want to find me any other way well start with Twitter but you can always email me as well Darshan at conformlaw.com thanks for listening in I'm really excited to hear from you